Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to a new, exciting episode of Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet. For myself, Dan Selke of Winter is Coming Net, and Daniel Roman of Winter is Coming Net. Talk all things sci-fi, fantasy, swords, dragons, robots, the future, the past, the present, and um, uh, it's a delve into the depths of pop culture and come out with beautiful pearls of wisdom. Daniel, how are you doing today? <laughs> right? That's pretty good. I'm doing That's pretty well. well. That was that was pretty good. I after you got done, I was like, man, I really want pearls of wisdom. I'm excited for this show today. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, you know, living in the Last of Us land, so vacillating between emotional devastation and general cheer. How are you, Dan? And how well. are all of you out there? We'll talk about that a little later. I'm good. I, I just biked into yes. the office, so I have a little adrenaline rush going. Um, and ah, I feel kudos. like I'm ready to discuss the comings and goings of pop culture with you, Daniel Roman. And Daniel, Yay. and hello, That's everybody, for, for coming on. Hey, Julie. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Martha. Thanks for joining us. We have a live one for you today. Daniel, what are we talking about yes. today up in here on this day? We're talking. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Uh, it felt like. What? You know, it's kind of a loaded week a little bit. We've got a little bit of Westeros updates for you guys. And then we've got a brand new trailer just dropped a few hours ago Ooh, for true. the Last Kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die. We're going to watch that. We're going to talk about that and our various hype levels. And then I'm sure we'll be talking about The Last uh -huh. of Us as well, because we can't not. It's kind of huge right now. And we're we've been both enjoying it a lot, I think. I'm surprised so by how, how 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 many legs The Last Kingdom has. People just really quietly caught onto that show and wouldn't let go. If I were Netflix, I'd make a yeah. whole new season. But um, I'm not, so a movie will have to do. And Julie, thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, I birthday, do, do I feel any wiser? I do not. But, you know, um, <laughs> that comes with time. Uh, we, we saw a production of Les Miserables uh, here in Chicago. Daniel, have you seen Les Miserables? Uh, I've never the, seen it live. The, the I've seen it enough. Yeah, I, I'm, let's say, intimately familiar. I've seen uh, recordings <laughs> of it many a time. I hope you are dreaming uh, a dream today. But it's a good saddest one. song in the musical, Daniel. I don't know why you're bringing <laughs> no. that up. It's just the one that came to mind. Really quick Fine. You can be bar. the master of the house on the podcast. And that How's guy's that? an Better? ass. No, none of this is good. <laughs> All right, you can pick the song. I can that hear the people sing the song of angry men. There's dreaming of a something. Whatever. It's all epic. Um. Anyway, Daniel, to all our right, Dan Valjean, you heard it here first. That yes. wasn't Valjean. That was the revolutionary. Never mind. This is hopeless. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> what happened? Um. Uh, in, in, in Westeros this week. Any Lay Miz fans out yes. there, sound off if you like and see and, 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 and seen Lay Miz. Okay, and Daniel, go on. Um, so the, the biggest House of the Dragon news comes from Mideast Comic Con. Um, Matt Smith basically mm -hmm. dropping what, what might feel like hard news for us to digest, which is just that the scripts for season two are, in his words, really late. He just mm -hmm. got them last Friday, is, is when he was talking about this. He said, I just got them this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, he hadn't even finished reading them before the Comic-Con. Um, 
it's a little hard to tell how serious he's being here. Did 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 you read his whole quote? Because he's kind of like, oh, that's that's the way it is in this business. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're actually late or not. No, he's being serious. No, here they are. Like, I don't know that I that I read it. I saw okay. the clip of him um talking. So like a oh, juror, I nice. got the inflection so I can judge him guilty or innocent. You, um, you do have a gavel, yeah, I believe you. I, I do. Maybe he's going to law. Um, yeah, he he's being serious. The ship's come in late. He said that that always happens. It's not totally unusual. Um, in the absence of episodes, there happened some rumors cropping up. Like there were some ones about uh, there being chaos in the writers' room and George R. R. Martin to come in and rewrite the scripts. Yes. I I I do think that that's the kind of like fungal rumor that crops up in the cracks of information between fungal seasons. Rumor. Last yeah, of Us, man. I agree with that. That, that um, was nice. I like that. Thank you. I'm 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 full of metaphors today. But yeah, they're in late. They're going to start soon. And then at um, a screening event, a lot of the cast and crew got together. We're talking, you know, uh, Matt Smith, Damon Targaryen, also Ryan Condal, the showrunner. George R. R. Martin was there. Emily Carey, Risa Fons, who plays High Hightower, Steve Toussaint, who plays... Uh, of course, Valerian, lots of cast members. Rennie's Targaryen is there. Eve Best. And for some reason, Josh Gad was like also there. I don't know why. Uh, not in that picture, but there's like there's one picture where it's just all of them and also Josh Gad for God knows why. Uh, I um, had to look. They, I, went to a I screening. didn't know who that was. Got it. It, it's, it was it's Josh Gad. It's 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 all off the fro- <laughs> this is no man from Frozen. He's just there for House of the Dragon. He's not joining the cast or anything. He's, he's just kind of hanging out. Um. That's anyway, they got, I guess, <laughs> beautiful. Yes. By the way, we got two Les Mis stands in the comments, both Martha and over on the YouTube, nice. JD Palm 13. It is, it is one of the best musicals in all time. Yes, it is. I've seen a couple times now on stage. Um, anyway, they all got together and just answered some questions. They say filming begins soon, obviously. They also say we're going to meet five more mm-hmm. dragons in season two. Yes. Which, man, there are so many damn dragons in this story. It really, it. I mean, it's yes, called House of the Dragon. Are. It makes sense. By the, by the time this show is over, dragon animation technology will have advanced by decades. Like, the techniques they yeah. develop on this show will just really push forward the ability to create dragons in live action action series that how to train your dragon live action movie is going to be a cinch because of trails they blazed making all this stuff yeah i mean i i don't disagree with that at all you know looking at the technology they invented for game of thrones for like danny riding around on the dragons that has we already are seeing how that's progressing for house of the dragon um yeah, five more dragons. I I'm excited by that. I'm a big nerd for the dragons. Give us totally. all of them, please. Um, you gotta assume at least one or two of those is gonna be a wild dragon, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be. That's what I'm most looking forward to because you know this story is all about the the high lords and the kings doing their thing. But um, in the second season, the 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 the, the way the story goes when uh, some characters die. And they have uh, more On dragons than I know. It's cool because they need to bring in these peasant characters to kind of shore up their ranks of dragon riders. Just like they're they're, they're out of Targaryen, so they're like, "Look, can you ride a dragon? Are you this high? Then you get lands and stuff." 
Yeah. And um, we'll make you a lord if you can ride a dragon. And that's fun because it brings in some some like new dynamics, right? Like some some yeah. different characters who aren't part of the Targaryen Valerian incest circle that's been happening for centuries. Absolutely. Um, which is just, I imagine, just as as a storyteller, as a writer, is it, pretty exciting. And new dragons, so Sheep Stealer. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be one. You got a, you got, you got, you got, um, Tessarian, who's Darren's dragon, I think. Oh yeah, we'll probably Silverwing. see Tessarian. Yeah, Silverwing. I think yeah. it's one of Ulf the Sot mounts. So I'm sure there'll be others. New stuff. We've got to see. Uh, what's the one? What's the one that Little Aegon the Third has? Stormcloud. We've got to see that one because that one factors in to the gullet in a pretty big way. Because there's yeah. a whole thing where he like he flies himself to safety. So I'm I'd be surprised if we don't get that one. But yeah, we can speculate. It'll it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. I mean, he's like a little tiny baby. Like I'm not sure how they're gonna do. Well, whatever, we'll see what happens. As Julie says, oh, I think five tiny seasons. Baby dragon. I think it'll be more like four. That is what I'm guessing. I, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be four. I think that sounds about right. I'm not sure they have enough to. I five. think four. But it's still a long yeah, time to come I, to develop. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Well, four. I think I think four for the Dance of the Dragons. I think at that point, oh, no. the question is going to become, will they make it an anthology series to do other Targaryen stuff? Which I don't know that they would, but they talked about it a lot when the show was starting. Um, but I think if we ever saw it go five, that would be how. I think four is the right number. Maybe. Too. I'm guessing like four and then they got Duncan Egg ready to go after that is, is, is my kind oh, of I hope so. That would be fun. I hope so. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Anything else? Yeah, there are a couple of other uh, just quick little Game of Thrones adjacent news things. Let's just run through them. Consider this like a bonus lightning round type stuff, but for Game of Thrones. Sure. So the uh, some Game of Thrones fans rewrote season eight as a podcast mm-hmm. drama. Um, have you listened to this, Dan? You you know a little bit more about this one, I think. Not really. I, I I listened to part of it to like just make sure that it was like legit, and it's legit. Like they have a narrator. He has a British voice, okay. and then they have like all right. so so. So you know it's classy. They have like dozens of actors playing all yeah. the roles. It's actually quite impressive. This person named Call, wow. um, just Call, put together like a ten episode season eight rewrite with new actors, a new kind of story and not in like a disrespectful season eight sucks kind of way. Just an yeah, alternate version. I like I th- that. I think it's cool. It, it, it looks really, really cool. If you want to check it out, um, I probably should have got a link. Um, I don't have it right now. I'll get it during while Dan's talking sometime and I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. 
I, I'll talk some more right now. So the <laughs> other things that are going on in Game of Thrones land are like filming stuff. So Peter Dinklage just started filming his new passion project, The Thicket. And the other, okay. probably the biggest uh, adjacent news we got this week is that Brian Cogman, uh, who was one of the longtime writers on Game of Thrones, uh, was. he wrote A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, the best episode of season eight, as well as a bunch of others. True. Um, he was has been tapped to show run a new Zorro series for Disney Plus, uh, starring Wilmer Valderrama, who is Fez from that '70s show, um, who yeah, I guess is. has done more serious stuff since then. And this has been like a huge passion project for him. So Cogman is going to be making that show for Disney Plus. Um, should be fun whenever they do it. I'm I'm curious because you know Zorro's a good time and a little bit, um, you know, less serious than a lot of these other shows. It seems like it would be a great fit for Disney plus. Totally. Totally but cute. That's. I'm just yeah. sad that, so that we didn't get him for house of the dragon. It's, it's basically, I, I'm because I think that Brian Cogman was the one who originally was managing the house of the dragon type show against the dragons. And then I they said, so. no, we'd rather waste time on blood moon. And then he left, signed up for Amazon Disney. And now he's not doing it, which is too bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, sure. I hope Fez and he have a happy Zorro show together. Yeah, I feel like letting Brian Cogman get away is one of the real flubs Ooh. that I think HBO made in their spinoff Oops. stuff because he was kind of like the lore master on yeah, Game of Thrones too. Like they they used to joke that he was the third head of the dragon after the showrunners in terms of you know keeping a broad eye on the whole production. Um, so yeah, I'm a little sad he got away, but wish him all the best hope he's making fun new stuff that he likes for other companies does Zorro um, have a catchphrase but, or anything you know i i don't know that he has a specific one i thought about this when i was writing this up actually i just wrote on guard because mm. that's kind of a stereotypical sword <laughs> duelist I guess thing did, to yeah. say that i know he says but i don't know if he has an actual catchphrase okay Catch this make, blade fool. That's make, Richard's. That's what he says. And I, we're going to run with that. Make way for Z. Okay. He might say that. Yeah. It's just playful. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, best of luck. <laughs> so yeah, best of luck. Uh, but so speaking of swashbuckling sword wielding heroes, mm -hmm. uh, there, the biggest news we've probably got that just happened today is that Netflix just, we're moving away from game of Thrones now Netflix oh. just released a the first trailer for their last kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die. Have you seen the trailer, Dan? And how yeah. hype are you? Um, the Last Kingdom is a show that I've always thought was really good and I respected it. And it's just it's okay. just this sturdy fantasy drama. It's been going for five seasons. They're making a movie out of the final three books. I mean, um, I've always liked the show. Always liked it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it 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 looks like the rest of the Last Kingdom. Um, at yeah, <laughs> at some point, I just start getting amused at how Uhtred never ages. But meanwhile, oh, two, sure, two generations of kings have died, and he's still kicking. Um, at this point, it's just very funny to me. But um, I will fully watch this movie. I saw the whole thing. I'm looking forward to 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 bring it home. How about you? Oh, I yeah, I can't wait. Um, I totally agree. The Last Kingdom is not a show I was ever like obsessed with, 
the way, you know, I have been with things like Game of Thrones or The Last of Us, but I've always really enjoyed it. It's always been solid. It's good. It never it's really been had. Good. Yeah, it never really had like a, you know, a real point where it dropped the ball. Like it gets a little repetitive at times, just how, you know, the entire show is just everyone gets Uhtred to do their dirty business and then gives them <laughs> no credit. Um, and that's just been the format of the show for five seasons, but I, I really enjoy it. I'm glad they're making the movie. I do kind of agree with you, uh, that I wish there was going to be another season of this thing. Yeah. But I can understand three more books and just, you know, yeah. And, and they've been doing two books a season, but apparently, so what I read about this is that a lot of it ties back to the studio i think it's carnival films that mm-hmm. makes this show had a plan for five seasons that was their plan when they started making the show bernard cornwell had written i think around 10 books at that point yeah. and then he just kept writing um yes, he did. so i think there were like contractual things too because like um i think it's a i can't remember her name uh alfred's wife Ethel Fled's mom. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, her name is dating me. Ailswith. I love her. I got it. Ailswith. Ail- yeah. So Ailswith is not in this movie. I know, unfortunately. That She's and fun. It's, I like her. Yeah. She was one of my favorite parts of season five, but it, but it was contract and scheduling stuff. And I think that's kind of the issue they might've run into if they tried to like, just do more seasons. Um, Cause leaving her off for a two hour sure. movie yeah, is doable, sense. but for a season, I don't know that it would have been, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I, it isn't. It's always a surprise to me how the Last Kingdom fans come out of the woodwork. I agree with you. I feel like it's been like a quiet hit. You don't think it's a huge hit because people aren't hyping it from the rooftops. But then anytime there's anything, the Last Kingdom fans show up for Uhtred the Never Aging. Rolling thunder. Just it's it's it's, it's just this low rumble that never goes away. Not like any like big yeah. lightning clap from the mountain or anything like House of the Dragon was, but it's 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 it's, it's just this consistent. It's a good metaphor of um, yeah, fan buzz a- that never stopped and continues to this day. And by the way, uh, yeah, on 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 YouTube, um, JD Palm thirteen asked if we prefer Last Kingdom or Vikings. I never watched Vikings, but I like Last Kingdom. Daniel, did you watch Vikings enough to compare? Yeah, so I watched, I think, the first four and a half seasons of Vikings. I haven't finished it. Um, There's a lot of seasons. I've watched up until the show is really more about Ragnar's kids after some things happened to Ragnar. Um, Man, it's hard. I I personally... (laughs) That. Yeah, spoiler. All these characters are historical. They all die. Um, That was good, yeah. But I like The Last Kingdom more personally i i think they both have aspects i like about each of them more or less but kind of on the whole i i like the last kingdom more i like the the cast more i kind of like the story they're telling a little bit more Mm -hmm. than just you know ragnar's travails and sometimes that's really interesting sometimes it's a little weird sometimes he's just real unfaithful to all the ladies in his life and i feel and i hate watching it so Vikings is a it's an I think it's a little harder of a show to digest than The Last Kingdom, but I like The Last Kingdom more personally. That's my vote. And I mean, and I'm curious out there, people watching, what do you prefer? Which one is yeah. better? 
That's the number of Vikings. But without, without that, let's uh, be lost I totally agree trainer. with Julie. Yeah, let's. Julie is spot on. I liked Vikings more at the beginning. It kind of flagged a little as it went on, but the Last Kingdom, like you said, low rumble, just steady all low the way. Rumble. I did really like the ending of Last Kingdom. I, I really like that he got Devin Burr back. That was a very satisfying stopping point. And we'll see if they yeah. ruin it or make it even better with the movie. <laughs> uh, should we watch the trailer? Let's do it. Oh. All right. So you, Seven Kings these aesthetics, Must Die. Right? Which is a good title. Good title. I like that title. Seven Kings title. Must Die. Very pulpy. Flaming arrow. Got to flaming arrows. Yes. Look at it go. There's Uhtred looking good. Who can then, we pause on? Move, a new... As soon as they give us a person. Armies on the and field. The there. Oh, oh, can we pause that guy, on that okay. guy? Yeah, that the guy with too. the crown. That works. He works, yeah, yeah. him. So that is Ethelstan. So we got, again, Uhtred has lived through th- three generations of these people. From Alfred, the, the first king, to his son, Edward, became king after him. And now Ethelstan, Edward's son. By the way, they, they give away in the trailer. There's like, King Edward is dead. Like, all right, damn, way to spoil yeah, it. Yes. Um, but they have three books to get through in one movie. In one movie, they gotta keep things moving. Um, I believe that Uhtred yeah. raised Ethelstan, but as he's found out, whenever yep. someone gets a crown on their head, they start getting wild ideas about their authority. <laughs> so um, I imagine even Ethelstan, Uhtred's surrogate son, might be hard to handle. Um, and he's yeah. j- just just Uhtred can't get no respect. It's it's just eventually it becomes a Rodney Dangerfield problem that just he's three kings deep into this dynasty. And still no one helps him. Uh, yeah. But uh but yeah, pretty much he's, he's he's the new king in town. Yeah. So it'll be it it's interesting that Uhtred basically raised this king. I feel like that could make it even worse when he eventually decides to crap on Uhtred because that's what everyone does. Um, but obviously, so this movie is going to be about Historically, Athelstan, I believe, is the king who first unified England. So mm-hmm. presumably that's what we're going to see in the movie. Yeah. Shall Ooh. we roll on? Hey, cinematography. Oh, there's our Uhtred. There is one shot. Oh, oh, that one, that one, that one. Um, The one of him in the long braids or whatever he's wearing there, just really fast. I don't have anything to say. I just want to say, um, again, Alexander <laughs> Draymond, Uhtred, Seth. <laughs> 75 years young, looking just fabulous. That's all right. right. That's all you I know, got. I, can I ask you, can I ask you, I wonder about this sometimes. So the books did like a whole old man Uhtred thing because he actually becomes an old man mm-hmm. by this point in the books. Um, but I almost feel like having Uhtred be an old man makes him feel less cursed because there's something really sad about the fact huh. that he is still this young looking dude and everyone in his life dies. And I wonder if that wouldn't hit the same bros. way if he was an old man. What, um, what was that? Except his bros. His bros keep ticking. Like he, he's had like four girlfriends die, wives, kids, kings. But like yep. he, he and Finnan and Citric still toit. Um everyone except Baby Monk. He had to go terrorize Westeros. Yes. Uh as Aemon Targaryen. Aemon did have to to die so he could become so he can get a house of the dragon, uh, which I which good career move because he's broken out. That guy's intense, by the mm-hmm. way. They, he had this long interview yes. where he just talked about like his approach and like he he's he's like almost he's one of those, like those 
method people who are like, I'm aiming all the time. Like, oh God, that's bad. Um, I don't think so. I just think it's kind of, I'm not sure why they, I guess he does seem cursed. I mean, is it cursed? Is it just the television wanting to let Alex and be handsome for five seasons in a movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be that. I'm sure it was not an intentional thing. Like, let's make him stay younger to feel cursed. And it was more just Alexander Draymond, our sex icon lead. We're not going to put him in an old man outfit for a season. Um, but yeah, it's just something I think about sometimes because in the early seasons, they definitely put it across like Uhtred, you're kind of cursed. All the ladies That's you fall true. in love with yeah. die. Um, but at this point, he's doing okay. So curious to see how that goes in the movie. I mean, he's cursed. Like, so do all the James Bond's girlfriends, but that's just because they want to get into the next movie and put asses in seats. I don't know. It seems a little self-serving to me. But um, why don't we roll it on? Yes. Ooh, knives. Ooh, swords. Ooh, battles. Ooh, with the sword. Ooh, ships. Again, it's hard not to look at this and, like, see Game of Thrones a little bit. Like you see all the yeah. armies arrayed, the horses, the overhead shots, the Battle of the Bastards right there, the shield wall. Um, I mean, it's not because uh, Bernard Cornwell was writing this stuff long before Game of Thrones was a twinkle in HBO's eye. Totally. But um, I just can't not see it. I like that title, A Prophecy, Seven Kings Must Die. I like titles yeah. that are specific, but and like don't give everything away. I think that's a good middle ground it's not like i don't know yeah uh yeah i don't have a a, a fully formed thought the rise here, of skywalker see that one's just confusing yeah it, it, it needs to be like <laughs> mysterious but not confusing. Rise. well skywalker's yeah. a person that's fair gotcha. or, or, skywalker it's it, it, a surname it, yeah uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. I kind of love this title and I love how much like speculation it has birthed around like mm-hmm. who are the seven kings and stuff like that. And it's who are the not seven exceptionally. Kings? Oh, I can't name them off the top okay. of my head, but we can mention probably what will be covered in this movie. So there are three books that this movie needs to touch on. Um, I don't know how it's going to do that, but the one it really needs to address is Warlord, which is the last book in Bernard Cornwell's series that ends with the Battle of Brunanburh, which is the historic battle where England was united because a bunch of petty kings or kings from other nations petty. like King Constantine of Alba is one of the kings who was involved in that battle. And a bunch of them either swore fealty or died. Um, so I, it's not 100% clear if this is going to be a literal death if some of them are just going to give up their kingship. But the Battle of Brunanburh is the one we are almost certainly going to see in this movie. I'd imagine that's going to be like a, the climax of the movie and it'll be pretty rad. Yeah. April 14th, everybody. See you there. Yeah. And as Julie says, perhaps just took, just took care of himself, uh, ate healthy, it's good, good skincare program. Yeah, maybe. It's a lot of exercise. And, um, I mean, we don't have uh, pictures of 70-year-olds from the Middle Ages, but if we did, they probably all look like that. Anyway, any final thoughts yep, on The Last what Kingdom? few of them there were. <laughs> um, I, 
I don't think so. I, I think we touched on all of it. I'm just really excited. Uh, and that is going to be a lot of fun when it hits. Totally. Um, I'm kind of like, you know, this production, the last kingdom production has been really solid the whole way through. And I'm curious to see what they can do, like with a feature length film instead of a 10 episode season of television like i hope they make it feel momentous like a movie yeah, like the yeah, brave yeah. heart like, of the last kingdom i hope bigger. they pull something like that off yeah yeah bigger and just you know i hope they put the sort of attention into that i i hope it looks better it not just looks but seems like a better bigger thing than episodes of the show i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah, and I think it would have to be. Um, I have faith in them. I'm sure they'll do a good job. April 14th, looking forward to Same. it. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, we, you know, we're not quite there yet. Uh, shall we move on to talk a little bit about that other show we've been watching lately? What other show, Daniel? Enlighten me. Uh, it's this little show called The Last of Us that has been on HBO and... You know, before The Last of Us, well, not just before The Last of Us, but in general, there have been talks of like Game of Thrones is the last water cooler show, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Um, I think that, yes. Give it the, the disdain. It's it is owed, Dan. Um, but there are the folks last saying of us that now, kind of, like I literally read an article or, or saw a headline anyway, like The Last of Us is the end of an era for TV. The last time we're like, people, did you learn nothing? Like if you make a good show and it's on, you release it weekly and people get onto it, it'll be a water cooler show. We, 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 yep. we, we have to stop prognosticating the end of water cooler TV. It's becoming embarrassing. Okay. Go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think as long as good shows get made and released, like you said, piecemeal. So you mm -hmm. can't just Netflix it because then people binge it and it's, you know, you're not bringing people together once a week for two and a half months to discuss a thing. Um, I think we'll keep having water cooler shows, but it's awesome <laughs> how The Last of Us, like HBO really just had a lot of faith in this thing. Yeah. And really in Craig Mazin, well the guy who made it, because, you know, yeah, well placed. This is not something, you know, Game of Thrones, there's this whole story about how they pitched it and got really lucky and had lots of false starts along the way uh this show craig mason basically just walked into hbo and said this is the thing i want to do next and has such a good relationship with them that they were like cool go do it it's going to be great um but the thing i'm wondering and the thing i'm curious to hear your take about dan is mm -hmm. i i wonder if the last of us is going to become like the next like breaking bad type phenomenon dark show because i use breaking bad specifically as an example because it deals with some similar dark elements you know it's going to really challenge who we root for in this and, show you'll yeah. probably see this in the finale um based on probably. the game probably definitely in season two um so what do you think is that comparison apt am i fooling myself to think this thing is going to gain that kind of steam what do you think? I, I mean, I I see what you're saying that uh that that Breaking mm -hmm. Bad was a, a show about a character Walter White who went from being like a um 
guy next door high school teacher into being a drug kingpin, but he was an anti-hero and we loved him. Um, it, it's a little different. I feel like mm-hmm. we're we're now in like the post anti-hero era. Like, you know, Breaking Bad and okay. Mad Men and The Sopranos, all, all those shows from like the early 2010s and 2000s where, the, where, where like the, the main character was like a brooding dude who did bad yeah. things, but we liked them anyway. Um, I feel like we've done it and, and now it's just kind of normal to do that. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but especially in, in season two, we'll, we'll get into more about because um, I mean, like if if the point of those shows was to ask, can we root for a character who does bad things? The answer is obviously yes, all the time. It's all we'll do. That, like that's no longer in question. Yeah, people love Tony Soprano, loved Walter White, loved uh, Don Draper. Um, yeah. N- the last season two is is, is going to be a little. Um, we'll try and go further, I think, and try and ask can we sympathize with the character who is opposed to that person. I I don't want to talk. I don't want to give away spoilers because it's going to be hard for this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. So- it's plain it's plain in, in 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 some of the same sandbox areas yes human tragedy human tragedy yeah human tragedy i think so again we won't spoil things i can't wait for you to get to this there are some beats in the last of us 2 which are the exact t- same story tropes as breaking bad used so that's part of why i've been thinking about it this way but i think the big question is can people come back from not can we root for Ooh, awful yeah. people? Can people we like who do awful things come back from it? I think it's kind of the question that The Last of Us is really going to have to wrangle with. But you're right. We won't know until like, season Walter two comes. White, he, he died. <laughs> so I guess that that's how they solve yeah. that. Um, yeah. Will be similar fate. We've both seen the finale, by the way. We watched the finale. Um, and the last yes, part two. That's I, true. I'm going to go play some tonight, actually, after uh, work. Yeah. Um, but I'm hardly even close to done yet. Uh, so it, 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 it'll be a while there. Um, we watched the finale. We both have. We're not going to spoil anything, but it is pretty intense. I'm looking forward to that talk. How about the most recent episode? Yeah, what do you think of um, Ellie and Joel's brush with cannibalistic priests cult? Um. <laughs> I loved it. I think it was a a really, really solid episode. Um, I kind of had like no qualms issues. I I think maybe they went a little hard on some of the, you know, just David as a very, I don't want to say dramatic character, but he's kind of a character of grand statements and manipulation. And there are times that it really hit for me and times where I was like, I don't trust you, you guy. Um, <laughs> but generally, I, I thought it was really good. I think it's a really faithful. It, it's incredible to me how it expanded on what's in the game because it does change things up a little bit from the game, but is still so many scenes are like exact. Um, the the sure. whole fiery showdown in the lodge. So I liked it a lot. Um, I think they nailed this this one in particular, I think they really did a good job. What about you, Dan? I liked it. Um, my favorite bits are, are pretty much always the Joel and Ellie bits. Like I, I, I love their connection. Yeah. I love seeing their care. I don't know. Um, I thought I rolled my eyes a little at 
I thought the villain the villain was a tad overwritten. I think kind of um yeah. e- evil priest is sort of a cliche uh that they kind of go to a lot in this kind of media. Um and I don't know. I thought he went I thought he was awfully fast to be to Ellie to like um <laughs> I'm gonna spare you, 14-year-old girl, because you and I can be king and queen of hell together. I'm like, all right, that's coming on very strong. Um so that was, you know, it, like how, how, how many times have you got that? Like the supervillain speech of like, we're not so different, me. you and I. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was giving off that. I mean, he was good and I liked it. And I mean, uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie gave gave a great performance. I liked Fantastic. her. Fantastic. You know what I thought of when she was stabbing the crap out of Kevin or whatever the priest guy's name was, was um, what? Arya from a storm of swords when she stabs the dude in the inn. Um, I think the tickler and just like says, How many? How many? Yeah, how yeah, many? Yeah. How many? Which they didn't really have in the show. They made uh, it a lot more cool. No. I was like, ooh, yeah, this is the this is the Game of Thrones adaptation of the Arya chapter. They never did on Game of Thrones. And there it is. And she did a great job. And then I love when her and Joel reconnected. But um, as far as uh the little discreet adventures go. I think I liked Kathleen as a villain more than I liked this guy or bought her more as a villain. I like this okay. guy. Also, that fire was think... very, very CGI fire and it spread awfully fast. That's a nitpick, but I was like, damn, that huh. fire is catching. How dry are those curtains? Okay. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. I'm going to have to pay attention to that on the rewatch. I, I could see that. I could see how, you know, the David stuff. David, um, that was his name. David. Yeah, I could see how it might have felt a little bit like a cliche. I think there are some reasons um that they made them a religious cult, maybe to like acclimate us to the idea that cults can exist in this world cuz this isn't the last one we'll see is all I'll say. Um but uh, Yeah, that's right. But generally, I I like this episode a lot. Um, and like you said, a lot of that came down to Bella Ramsey. Um, she She's was great. just fantastic. She totally reminded me of Arya in that scene. I thought of Marin Trant, which is the closest thing the show did, has yeah. to that Tickler scene. Um, but I also really loved seeing Troy Baker in this episode. It was fun. Played yeah. James David. Yeah, David's right hand man. It's kind of meta and messed up. So if you if you don't know, I Julie mentioned she hasn't played the game, knows nothing about it. The guy who played James in the show was Joel in the game. Um, so it's kind of meta that, you know, Ellie has to kill him to get out of where she's going. And That's he's cute. the reason she gets caught because he kills her horse and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like this episode a lot. I my qualms were few, but I respect your qualms. I'd put it, ooh, I might rank them. I think I'd put it. and That's a fun the, idea. The, 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 they've all been good, but I think I'd put it like second sure. to last ahead of the, ooh. the premiere on this one are, are the two like weakest, even though they're both, they're all very good. And I guess the fourth one too was a little kind okay. of like set up heavy, whatever. They've all been great and I'm looking forward yeah. to the finale. Yeah, I think that's the thing with this show. And this is another thing that made me think about Breaking Bad. Nothing's been weak. It's not like the House of the Dragon episode 9 where I'm like, oh, like there's been nothing bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if there are things that like, you know, we're nitpicking because that's our Mm -hmm. job to 
critique these things. We've made but it like, such, yes. There hasn't been a bad episode of this show. Like no. full stop. There hasn't been anything less than a good episode. You can maybe nitpick some stuff. Um, we can. But we one, one question I want to ask you, and maybe okay. you guys in the chat too, I would love to know your opinions on this because it's been getting a lot of talk since this episode. People miss the infected because there weren't any in this episode. We haven't seen an infected in anything but a flashback since episode five. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think, Dan? Do you wish we had more infected in this in this show? Um, I don't really. I mean, if the drama is good, I don't really think about it. They're cool. I like the infected. Okay, that's um, fair. Uh, I I I can't say I particularly miss them. No, although sure. Okay, if if you I enjoy them when they show up. I liked um the fungus guy against the wall in the uh, Ellie and Riley flashback episode. I thought he was cool. And of course I enjoyed yeah, the big cool, zombie um, gasm in episode five. Where they all burst out of the ground. That was fun. Um, no, not really. Do you? Okay. I miss them a little bit just because I think it, it's easy in these kind of zombie shows. And I've, felt this way about the walking dead at times mm -hmm. where when you leave them off screen for too long um it starts to feel like the world is not really as dangerous as people are saying it is even sure. though like the whole point is the humans are just as bad or worse um i think there is something to be said for just reminding us they're around so like jde palm 13 says on YouTube, I was okay with no infected. Me too. I I don't, didn't miss them in this episode at all, but did notice that it has been a while since we saw them. Um, and that's just kind of how I feel. Like, you know, Joel and Ellie haven't seen an infected since they were in Missouri. <laughs> and they're now, you know, they've been tramping around the Midwest for weeks, for months. Um, that's so true. I, I wouldn't have even yeah. wanted a set piece. Just show some in the distance. Remind us that they're there okay. somewhere. Okay. I I hear you. I appreciate you. Yeah, sure. Hit on that. Again, why they don't hire us, I don't know. But um, yeah, I agree. But I, I haven't really missed it that say? much. Who can say? Nobody, nothing. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, so that's... Do you have anything else you want to throw out there for The Last of Us? I had a bunch of stats. They basically all equate to The Last of Us is doing very, very, <laughs> very well for HBO. It's a big hit. We're going to get more seasons. It's becoming you have anything the you network's add? big new marquee series. I mean, like this is, it is. It, it's doing better than it's doing better than House of the Dragon. That I think, like it, it's becoming the big new one. I believe you're right. Um. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious as an executive, what do you do with that? Like, and HBO is a bit different than other networks. Like again, if if. If if yeah. Disney had the which they never would like if if Hulu or FX or AMC <laughs> or Paramount Plus Peacock if they had The Last of Us they would think like okay Ellie spinoff or they would think like Let, let's get other video game shows HBO the won't last do of them the oh, first oh, of us oh yo there you go yeah yeah you're talking <laughs> yeah but, they be and this is why I'm glad HBO has this mm -hmm. show and not any of those. Other networks. The first of us. It's a whole series about like what happened on the breakout day. That's what that would be. And they and they put production now. Uh, it's a it's an anthology series, different stories from around the world. Mm. So sorry. Sorry, I, everyone. I'm for sure that awful idea. <laughs> I'm sure they're getting um that they're talking about it. 
but I trust that they'll just keep making good stuff and keep exploring new things and be content to set trends for the rest of the industry like they always do. And then, yeah, God. So I, I guess this means we get to have another wave of zombie shows, probably. Um, but we'll cross that infested bridge when we get to it. Yeah. And The Walking Dead was I just winding too. down. I am, it's true. I am Legend too. No, who are we kidding? The Walking Dead will we'll it will go on after we're both dead. That's how long I expect to see that show. <laughs> because... The Walking Dead. Zombies are I, I persistent. There have there have been like more than one zombie show on the air for well over a decade now. Like it's just we 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 can't we we can't let them go. We just love zombies to death. I guess that's what that's what makes them so scary, Dan. No matter how we might wish they'll go <laughs> they away do, yes. from our television sets or from banging on our compound gates, they just keep <laughs> on going. As Robert Harrod asks, any, any news on Invincible? No, it, it's still coming this year. I'm still looking forward to it. Daniel, um, I still recommend that you watch it. And when it comes, I will be seeing it yes, and enjoying I need it. To. This summer is, is when they're talking to Robert. But um, let's well, let's move on, Dan. Is next uh, what we're watching or not watching or doing or playing? I think or it is. I, yeah. What what we're watching, reading, playing. How are you filling your time, Dan? I saw Cocaine Bear. Uh, oh, yeah. How was that? It was cute. Did it change your life? No. It it was cute. Um, You know. Bear. Bear does some cocaine. They write some, like, eh, mad jokes about it. And then there's some gory stuff that also, <laughs> I mean... Co- I heard like PETA gave them an award for not using a real bear. And like, you can tell it's just how you use a real. Okay. Like at all. Like there's like, there's it's, it's all CGI bear. What do you guys use a real bear? Like, you know, you just, I could have used like, I don't know, a couple of steps of a real bear or, 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 or like a prop bear at some point. It was cute. It's, it's, it's nothing really to, to, to really talk about beyond like, it's about what you think it is. It's it's not going to change your life. But yeah. it, was, it was it was it was it was it was it was fun for a couple hours. There's some brutal kills in it that you laugh ironically at, which is um, I think our reviewer Richard called it like a troll movie, like a movie based on a trolling concept, which I can see. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't say that doesn't say it was bad. Okay. It's just that's what it is. So just go in knowing what it yeah, is. Yeah, you got to know fine. what it is going into it. Yeah. That's, um, that's about I, it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I kind of not that I I like the idea of PETA like giving awards for stuff like that. Like I liked it when they did it with the boys where they, you know, the deep, the deeps whole thing with the octopus. Fine. Um, I have this on the brain, though, because that episode of The Last of Us, episode eight. Oh, yeah. My dog is here. He's trying to invade the podcast um, slash get my attention. Go away, please. Not really. No, no, have him on there. I always <laughs> forget his funny. name. I always forget his name because you have so many animals in there. Remy. Okay, I knew that. Remy. Nice. Yeah, he's hanging out. Hey, Remy. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, I just I like when things like so the latest episode of The Last of Us had a scene with a deer. It's very clearly cgi of the deer getting shot mixed with real footage of an actual deer i don't know how they did the the dead version of the deer but when it was alive there are shots of a real deer so it's always a little weird to me because like i think that's commendable they clearly didn't hurt that animal i think the 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 one that's dead is a prop 
Um, but like, how is that? I, I don't know. I just feel like that is more commendable than just CGIing a thing in that looks bad for a whole movie. But that's just it look me. bad. It just it, it it looked like CGI, and that's fine. I didn't need any like yeah. verisimilitude from this. It was cute. What are you been watching, uh, Daniel? And what are you watching out there, good good readers and good watchers? What have you been watching lately? I got watch so, Roar, apparently. What have I been watching? I need to watch today's ooh, episode of ooh. The Mandalorian. I have oh, not seen two, yet. Neither have I. Um, need need to watch. Apparently, that. it's good. Uh, but that's. I'm glad to hear that because I was not under. I was whelmed. Hmm? Yeah, fully whelmed, whelmed or slightly underwhelmed by the fin- by the premiere. So I'm excited to read or to watch more of that. Um, Here's overwhelmed. I, mostly. Here's me. Just just whelmed. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, aside from that, I've just been so deep in The Last of Us. <laughs> Ooh, I, I will watch other things next week <laughs> when it's over. But until then, I've just been re-watching episodes. I finished my replay of the first game to go along with because I've been breaking down every episode and how it matches up to the Love game each that. week. Um, so I just finished that. Uh I, and really jd palm 13 started reading mistborn based on the recommendation here thank you and i'm really glad you're enjoying it love that series changing lives one book at a time which the one thing i would have been doing a lot of is reading in the past week mm-hmm. so i finished this book the tyranny mm-hmm. of faith by richard swan you can find yeah. my review dark uh fantasy mystery you can find my review of this up at winter's coming right now loved this book i'm about to start this one the faithless uh by cl clark which is the sequel to her book the unbroken really enjoyed the first book really looking forward to this uh lots of stuff about colonialism and some really cool magic um really really great series and then i think you'll appreciate this one dan last one okay so this is City of Thieves by David Benioff. Mm-hmm. I've been reading oh, this. I got oh, this fun. yesterday from the library. Yeah. So the reason I got this at book your local is library. because this at your local library, which I just happened to be at and thought, hey, maybe they have that book by David Benioff. <laughs> so there is there are cool Easter eggs to this book specifically in both The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two video games. Um, I will be writing about that at some point. But this was a huge influence on The Last of Us. Neil Druckmann has talked about um, it's basically the story of these two teenagers in uh, occupied Russia during World War II trying to survive and complete this like impossible, ridiculous task. Um, And the city they're in is like under siege. They're in Leningrad when it's being bombed. And so there is a lot of stuff um, that is very similar to The Last of Us. Cannibals scrounging for supplies. Uh, So I'm reading this strictly because of The Last of Us, and it's been real cool to see how (laughs) art inspires art. That's my spiel of what I've been reading. Also, like David Benioff, uh, famously the showrunner of Game of Thrones, inspiring HBO's next big genre hit, like this kind of um, tradition continues. Um, as Julie asked, yeah. you're a very fast reader. How long does it take you to read a book? It depends. It, I mean, it depends on the size of the book. Anywhere from a week to three weeks. Sure. Uh, like this one, 
I just got yesterday. I'll be done with it probably tomorrow. Uh, but the tyranny of faith took me three weeks because yeah, that's pretty fast. The tyranny of faith is twice the size. It took me a couple of weeks because I've, Again, The Last of Us has been devouring my life like a cordyceps fungus zombie. It happens. And uh, Robert Harris uh, re- is watching his, is watching his materials, which, which is a decent show. Probably best to watch it oh. all together rather than I watched the whole thing like as it was airing. I think I, I, I think you're in a good place. And Julie was watching Perry Mason. I also watched Perry Mason. That's a good show. Good slick HBO cool. period 1930s depression legal drama. Love it. What is it? Um, oh, it's a legal drama. Well, I've always wondered what that show is actually about. Well, I mean, Perry Mason was like a 1950s TV show about a lawyer. Um, and now this okay. is like 60 years later, the kind of gritty reboot uh, treatment, but more like the HBO see, prestige reboot treatment. Um, yeah. Oh, I forget the name of the main guy who's in it, but he's somebody people like. Is it and, Perry and, Mason? Yeah, but the main dude. Sorry. I forgot. I couldn't. <laughs> what? What? What oh. are you talking about? No, oh, it's the, you're talking the character. About the actor. <laughs> yes. I'm sure someone will knows. Yes, with Matthew Reese. Yes, that um, Welsh. Gotcha. Um, it, 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 it's really slick. It's like it's set in the 30s. He's like, you know, again, like kind of um, anti-hero, you know, alcoholic. He's troubled, but he's also um, believes in gotcha. justice and wants to get the to do the right thing. Um, cast of characters is fun. Everything is really well done. Grizzly murder. Someone's accused who didn't do it. Perry Mason solves it. I think back in the day, like in the old Perry Mason show, his thing was always like, which never ever happens in actual court, where he like gets someone to confess on the stand, the which is, has never once happened. But in, <laughs> but in, in every episode of the old show, they're like, yeah, I did it, and I do it again. And Perry Mason's like, oh, got him. <laughs> But now it's kind of a more serious, <laughs> realistic take on it. It's a good show. I it's, see. it's good. I see. Okay. And before we go in the lightning round, JD Palm wants to ask uh, Have either of us ever read Acadia by Daniel Anthony Durham? To me, it's another good one to make an adaptation. Daniel, have heard of Acadia? I have I have not read. Is that Acadia? I Acacia? Have not, by the way. Uh-huh. I haven't read it. Um, I'm going to look into it, though, after the show, because I always like finding out about new books. And that's not even one I've heard of. So thanks, J.D. Palm 13. Check it out. All right. We are going low on time. Should we go in a lightning round? Yeah. I did not order these. I'll fess it up right up front. <laughs> we should just like just not bother saying that anymore. It's, just, it, we'll like, just we never ass- order them. Probably not. We can just assume. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh I get, let me ask you this one then, Okay, Dan. go ahead. Why not? Uh, the Witcher Season 3 has stuff in it that no one has read or seen before in the Witcher lore. That's a quote from one of the special effects people on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, um, The Witcher has is a show that's gotten progressively worse as it gone on, mainly because they're making up stuff and it isn't as good as the source material, and they're going to keep doing that. And my prediction is Witcher Season 3 will not be good. And um, that's what I think will happen. We'll see when it comes out this summer. Yeah. And... Oh, that was good. You buzzed yourself. Right, over under. That's, that's Great. how there ahead we go. of the time you were. Daniel, uh, Star Trek Discovery yes. will end with Season 5. I think if a spaceship blows up in space and no one is watching, 
Whoa. Did it really happen? Ooh, spicy, no, saucy. I, not to shade Discovery. I haven't really watched a lot of it, uh, but there are so many other Star Trek shows that have hit the air in the past year or two that I don't think it will be like hugely missed. I sure. think that Star Trek void will be filled, but yeah. I hope it's had a good run. Yeah, um, Okay, this is a fun one. So Lucifer star Leslie Ann Brandt, uh, who plays Mazikeen and Lucifer, joined the cast of the Rick and Michonne Walking Dead spinoff. Neat. Um, yeah, the Rick and Michonne Walking Dead spinoff going to come the air next year, I believe. Um, I'm curious to see how well those things do, because it kind of determines whether they're going to keep making more of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I never watched Lucifer. I know Mazikeen from the Sandman comics. I doubt it. she's his grizzly face in Lucifer. But good. I'm glad they have a cast. They're making it right now. Hope the fans like it. Yeah, same. All right, Daniel. Um, did you know that uh, playing the Marvel X-Men superhero Wolverine for the past like 25 years has apparently damaged Hugh Jackman's beautiful singing voice who played Jean Valjean in the movie of Les Miserables, bringing it back. I couldn't even make I couldn't even make the reference because you were too on top of it. Yeah, uh, presumably Jean Valjean was in there. It was before the most damage was done. Uh, I mean, that's a little sad. Uh, I'm not too surprised. I have heard that. Haven't seen that version. Um, I'm not too surprised. He does a lot of screaming and a lot of yelling like a crazy person in those movies. And like you said, he's been the character for what 25 years. So around that, yeah, yeah, he he was he was not surprised, but. You know, it's too bad. It's Jean Valjean, who sucked, oh. was Gerald oh, Butler. Okay. I thought you were talking Javert. about his... No, that, oh, God. I believe that. Tarred. Okay, anyway, sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of things that didn't tank hard, but that people still had maybe some, maybe some problems with, this has been making headlines this week. Jenna Ortega, who played uh-huh. Wednesday hmm. in Netflix's Wednesday, she revealed she had some major issues with the writing on the show often clashing with the script writers uh yeah she what did um, on this? i liked how honest she was she was like oh yeah Same. the scripts like they were just uh it, like my character wouldn't do that so i reordered everything and I, I i i came home like thinking like i think we might have made a crap show it was um it was just very yeah. honest relatable uh, yeah. sure, sure. relatable and it ended up being a big hit well, so I, I i guess they didn't by the way, it was Russell yeah. Crowe who sucked in Les Mis, not Gerald Butler, just FYI. Not to <laughs> Im, 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 impugn Gerald Butler. Okay. Um, uh, Daniel, uh, ends up that yes. Doctor Who, the long, long-running sci-fi show BBC, came very close to getting canceled during the pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah, the BBC almost pulled the plug on Doctor Who. It, it has come out the... The showrunner who is leaving this show, whose name I don't remember, um, talked about how during the Jodie Whittaker run, there was a period, there was like a week long period where they just thought the show was over um, and that, that it was really difficult. Just, you know, pandemic filming stuff. Could they justify the cost in doing it? They didn't know. But Doctor Who is still here. So it worked out. All right. All right. Um, so, so I do not know who this person is. So I'm curious to hear about this. So they're okay. They're making a new Hellboy movie. Uh, I don't know who asked for it, but it's happening. So Jack Kessie is going to play Hellboy in this new reboot. Should we be stoked? 
I mean, probably not. I mean, I'm just surprised that Hellboy keeps getting so many reboots because I don't think it's like that. Yeah, is, that's fair. Is it? Is he that popular a character? I liked the old movies with well, um, Ron Perlman and everything, but I, I I didn't think he'd like those were great. Like he'd be like Batman or Superman all these years later, still getting movies. But I guess. Yeah, I think he. I read somewhere he's one of the most successful independent comic characters so okay. not owned by dc or marvel but yeah i'm surprised too gotcha give, yeah. give spawn some movies here yeah i remember <laughs> Pick a different one from lunchboxes in the 90s all right and finally daniel um, that's right uh david harbour <laughs> david harbour david harbour confirms that stranger things season five starts filming in june yes yeah the stranger things cast just kind of gradually giving us breadcrumbs Stranger Things season five is starting up in June. Um, I think that's exciting. I'm glad they're not dragging their feet too much. And that should mean that we'll see it next year, which is kind of crazy. We'll be seeing the end of Stranger Things, and that will be a huge thing to talk about whenever that happens. Yeah, that'll be big. But that'll be then. This is now. For now, we're here every Wednesday at (laughs) at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Nice. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern 1 p.m. Mountain and noon in California yeah, in the sunny West Coast. Um, you can also download us in podcast form wherever <laughs> you get your podcast, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. So, um, you know, download us, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. So until next time, I did it, and I do it again on a care of it. See you next Wednesday. Goodbye. <laughs> Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.